elbows hurt. And he's grabbing his left knee oh, and he's God. in pain. Oh, if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. If you think you'll lose, you've lost. For out in this world you'll find success begins with a person's will. It's all in the state of mind. Play every play like it's your last. For many a race is lost before even a race is run. And many a coward fails before his work has begun. Think big and your deeds will grow. Think small and you fall behind. Think that you can and you will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win the prize. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Yep. Can you believe it? Can anyone believe it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 194 of the Big Mouth Small Words podcast. Is this real life? I, I'm sorry I didn't do a podcast earlier. I've had so many acoustic shows. I got a rest of my voice, and I've got a few coming up this weekend, so I'm going to do my best not to yell. No yelling. But my Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and when this year started, to think of my whole culmination of, you know, quitting my job, betting on myself, trying to be a musician, and I went to chase a dream. And then Chase gets drafted by the Bengals, has the best rookie season of any wide receiver in the history of the NFL. I talk positivity and real talk. You just heard what you just heard from the Bengals. And it's like, why not us? <laughs> why not us? It's crazy. This is like some shit out of a movie. But, um... Man, it's, it's, and just to tell you how crazy life can be sometimes, listen to this because it's wild. I posted a reaction video on my TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. And it was us beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I obviously lost my mind and I went crazy. And someone DM'd me, might have been from Cincy, maybe not. And in quote, it goes, Patriots, Bruins, and Celtics banners with a question mark. And for those who don't know, I've got a man cave, very high ceilings. I have banners up there at the top. And I replied to him, I'm from Boston, but I'm a diehard Bengals fan. And the guy calls me a bandwagoner, and he just talks a bunch of shit. And I just, like, I sat back in my chair. And I needed to take time to process the fact that my Bengals are now so good that people are questioning my loyalty to my team. And one year ago, They'd give you free Bengals jerseys. Tickets would be like 50 bucks to go to the game. And now they're all sold out. Everyone's going nuts. And we're the hottest ticket in town. So honestly, I'm just thankful for all this. And um, I need to bring up before I get into this Super Bowl, before I get into the Bengals versus the Rams and the edges and all that stuff, I need to break down something I heard today. I'm not sure if people are aware of Micah Parsons, but he is the defensive rookie of the year. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys, and he was asked, who's your list of top five quarterbacks going into next year? His list, 
was Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott in that order. And I know that it's six. He's a little dumb. Give him a minute. Now, Patrick Mahomes at one makes sense. He should be one. He's he's the guy right now. Josh Allen, I wouldn't put it two, but he deserves to be, you know, top five recognition, so I'll allow it. Aaron Rodgers, easy to always put him in the top five, but he's a front runner. He chokes very hard. He choked against Jimmy G this year. I mean, come on, man. I just, I don't know. He shouldn't be in these conversations, but it's fine. If he's five, if he's in the top five, he's number five. Kyler Murray, bag of trash, bag of dicks. He's not good. He is an average quarterback that can run a lot, and he when the pressure comes up, he, he folds, so he's trash. He's not a top five. He's not even close. Dak Prescott, I'm not sure if Micah Parsons has watched his own quarterback. He's surrounded by weapons, but he always folds when the pressure is on. He's terrible. Dude ran up the middle and slid to end their season this year. Not even a Hail Mary. So stop with the top five there. That's so ridiculous. Lamar Jackson, he's won an MVP. He should be in the conversation, so I'll allow it. But Micah Parsons, man, you were asked to give five. You give six, and Burrow's not in your top six? I don't know about that, dude. I mean, not only did Micah Parsons make a historically bad list, but he also added the Burrow is on and off. He thinks that he could get in his head. He could get in Burrow's head, and he thinks other teams have already done it. He used as an example week two when we played the Bears. It's It's hard not to flip out. So I already told Parsons what I thought of what he said. And I was blocked immediately on Instagram. Makes sense. Said a lot of profane things, whatever. But to use an example of week two, after Joe Burrow was coming off of a season-ending leg explosion, is pretty moronic. It's pretty stupid. And not sure if Parsons has watched Joe Shiesty or Joey. But there is a reason that the man has a thousand nicknames and he looks like a million dollars. It's because the dude has supreme confidence and he's a top five quarterback in the league. And it's not close. What other quarterback has taken a team that was completely irrelevant to the Super Bowl nearly single-handedly broke a 31-year curse? What other quarterback got sacked nine times in a playoff game and still found a way to win that game? What other quarterback has gone into Arrowhead against Patrick freaking Mahomes, man, in a playoff game, down by 18 points and came back to win? Parsons, my man, you've never even played Joe Burrow and you're going to talk that shit. Joe Burrow has more playoff wins in his first healthy season than Dak Prescott has in his six-year career. I cannot wait to shove it down your throat next year. I hope you unblock me. I hope I can see you in Dallas because I will, and I cannot wait to watch you guys get embarrassed. So there's that. That's that. We got to get to the big game. We've got to get to the Bengals versus the Rams for all the glory. And in a game like this, we know that both teams are here for a reason. So when you're going to pick a team, you've got to really dig in. you got to think about it. And let's start with the quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, he's a man. We all know that. He's had a great season. He's had a decent career. He's got the experience for sure, and he's shown that he can shine when he has the right weapons around him. But Joe Burrow... I mean, you kind of know where I'm going here. Joe Burrow's the new kid on the block, but he's playing like he's been here forever. 
It will come as no surprise to anyone on this podcast that I'm taking Joe Burrow and I'm giving the Bengals the edge at quarterback. And I mean, in all honesty, can any of you blame me? Can anyone blame me for taking Joe Burrow? I mean, in pressure situations, who has been better than Burrow? Who's been better when it's on the line? Even Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, when the Giants put pressure on him, what did he do? He folded. Joe Burrow doesn't fold. He makes the right choice. Even if no one is open, he is elusive enough to make plays with his legs, even though his leg exploded last year. So Stafford is solid, but I wouldn't call Stafford elite, and Stafford is not a top-five quarterback. Pressure gets to him, and though he has experience, most of his past comes with a lot of mistakes made. So quarterback edge goes to the Bengals. At running back, it's way closer. When I look at it, the Rams have Cam Akers. They got Sony Michelle. They provide a great one-two punch. Obviously, the Bengals have Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon is the best of all of them. He's the best running back. He's great. But, I mean, Michelle and Akers, that's good depth. I like that. Um, Piran has shown that he can make plays for the Bengals. And Chris Evans, I'm telling the world right now. I'm going to let you guys know. This isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. Chris Evans, Captain America, he's not always used, but when he is, he makes big plays. Look to see him get a few passing targets, and I would not be surprised if I saw him in the end zone in the Super Bowl. So for running backs, I'm actually going to put it as a push. I don't think either team has supreme advantage, and that's how I'm going to be doing all these. If I think it's a push, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to coax and be like, oh, the Rams or oh, the Bengals. I'm going to tell you what I think. When you get to wide receivers for both teams, I mean, they're stacked. It's ridiculous. You got Cooper Cup. He had one of the best seasons of all time. And then you got Odell Beckham, who seems reinvigorated. When things are going well, he's great. You got Van Jefferson. He's not too shabby either. I'm actually, you know, I'm going to bring the tight ends into this too to make it easier. So Higby, if he's healthy, I still am not sure on on what he's going to do. But if he's playing, he's great. So the Rams have weapons. The Bengals, they got weapons too. They got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Uzama. Chase, best rookie wide receiver of all time, not debatable anymore. T. Higgins had over 1,000 yards, and he is a matchup nightmare. As of right now, they got a five foot nine cornerback going on him, 6'4". I don't think, I don't think they're going to be good there, so they got to watch themselves. Tyler Boyd hasn't dropped a pass all year, and nobody talks about Boyd. 76 receptions. Dude's catching everything. Nobody talks about him. They'll be talking about him after this game, I'll tell you that. Uzama makes plays when you need him to make plays. So I'm not going to say he's better than Higby. I'm not going to say he's worse. I think the Bengals have better weapons. But like I just said, it's so close. I'm giving this one a push too. And I'm I'm just keeping it real there. Lots of great weapons on both sides. It's going to be huge. Offensive line, not close. You're not getting a push here, man. Uh, the Rams, led by former Bengal, Andrew Whitworth, are legit. They've got one of the best. They're good. So the Bengals' offensive line has obviously struggled all year, and I would assume they're going to continue to struggle. So I'm going to say the Rams have the edge at offensive line big time. I should have a button for how big they have the advantage there. Defensive line, hmm, this is tough. And I think I'm going to shock a couple people here. The Rams have Aaron Donald, and they got Von Miller. So they've got the names. They are amazing at what they do. 
it's easy to see why a lot of people are picking the Rams to have the edge here. But the Bengals' D-line is not bad, dude. If Joby was healthy, I'd give them the edge. But they still got Trey Hendrickson. They still got Hubbard on the edge. They still got DJ Reader that can stop all the running. They still got Hill. They got Sample. And honestly, that Hill trade, maybe one of the best trades in NFL history. <laughs> it's so Because Billy Price is such a dick, and he sucks. He's so bad. He's just a friggin' thumb, and I hate him. He's a piece of crap. And we got Hill, got that huge pick against Mahomes. Big boy, got to eat. I love it. So the Rams have the best two players, but the Bengals have the stronger overall unit, in my opinion. That's what she said. So I'm going to give the Rams like a little slight edge, but to me it's a push, so I'm calling it a push. If you're a Rams fan and you're getting triggered right now, go ahead and give yourselves the edge, but I'm going to say it's a push. At linebacker, not close. The Rams are trash at linebacker. They should be talking about this on Good Morning Football. They're not. They should be talking about this on game day. They should be talking about how bad the Rams are trash at linebacker, but they're not. And you know what, dude? We got Logan Wilson. We've got Jermaine Pratt. We have the edge huge in linebacker. It's not even close. When you get into the secondary, it's the same as the defensive line for me. The Rams have big names. Got Eric Weddle, but he's a 1,000 years old. You got Jalen Ramsey. He's very good, but he's not that good man coverage. If you don't believe me, look at the numbers. But the Bengals have more of a solid unit. That's what she said. With Jesse Bates, with Von Bell hitting you in the backfield, with Awuzie, with Mike Hilton, we've got a lot of killers back there, and they're making a lot of plays. So I actually give the Bengals... The advantage in the secondary, they always make big plays when they have to. And I'm sorry, but I'm giving them the slight advantage there. You, once again, the Rams got the two big names, but we got a better team. That's the way I look at it. Special teams, it ain't close. I don't care. I know that you can say that the, the Rams kicker is great, but he ain't 12 for 12 great. I'm sorry, dude. We got Shooter McPherson. So special teams, we got that all day. And that's all I got to say about that. As far as coaching, the Rams have the edge. It's not even close. Sean McVay. Zach Taylor came from Sean McVay. Not physically. Don't make it weird. Because <laughs> as I just said it, I got a little weird about it. But uh, Zach Taylor coached with him for a few years. He left. He went to Cincinnati. He wasn't as good, but he's obviously been crushing it this year. You need a good quarterback to crush it. And uh, Zach is the student. McVay is the teacher for sure. So the Rams have the edge at head coach. And after all of that being said, it's pretty much a tie. <laughs> so I'm going to go over the big matchups that I see for the game that are going to win or lose this game. The Rams, to me, if they're going to win, they need to get a lead. They have not proven that they can come back. And I watched them against Tampa, and they puked all over themselves. Tampa had no chance of coming back in that game until Cam Akers fumbled it, and they made mistakes. They were really close, not to mention Matt Stafford against the 49ers. He threw that ball up there, and it should have been picked by that 49ers guy. And you know what? The Rams might not have been where they are right now, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Meanwhile, on the other side, you've got the Bengals, and they've proven that they are not afraid of a deficit. They have proven that they can play with the lead as they did against the Raiders. They played with the lead against the Titans for a lot of the games, then they came back when they had to against the Chiefs. So 
If the Bengals jump out to an early lead against the Rams, that could be extremely problematic for the Rams because as good as OBJ has been, if you give him a reason to quit, he's going to. If you give Von Miller a reason to quit, he's going to. If you give Aaron Donald a reason to get upset, he's going to take a 15-yard penalty. There's a lot of guys that have a lot of quit in the Rams. they got a lot of big names, but a lot of guys that have a lot of quit. So another thing to watch for, and this is the most obvious thing in the whole century of everything, the Bengals' offensive line versus the Rams' D-line. Everybody knows that you know they've got Aaron Donald, they've got Von Miller, and we have a shitty offensive line. Everyone knows that. Zach needs to have a plan. Because the Rams, with the most massive edge of all time there, Burrow needs quick throws, outlet passes, so he doesn't get killed. He's going to have to probably, I think, in my opinion, and this is why I brought up my Chris Evans prediction earlier, don't be surprised if you get a couple of guys in the backfield. I think we're going to see a lot of Uzama as a fullback if he's healthy and he really is healthy. If not, uh, you'll probably get Drew Sample to do that. I think P. Ryan's going to be... You might have a, a T formation with Mixon and Piran or Mixon and Chris Evans, and I'm telling you, they're going to have a plan because they can't go into this game not having one because the Rams will absolutely blow the doors off of them if they don't fix that. So I think the Bengals will be fine there. A lot of quick throws, a lot of outlet passes. I think that's going to happen. And lastly, if the Rams do what Ramsey wants to do, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm telling you, Jalen Ramsey tweeting out to Chase saying he wants him one-on-one. If he goes one-on-one with Chase, you might as well just send me the check now, baby, because Chase will embarrass Ramsey one-on-one. He's not ready for a guy that has quickness like Jamar Chase. He's really not. I watched the guy get burned by Mike Evans. He needs to relax. And not to mention, Chase is going to be playing finally not in shitty weather. I mean, he's going to dominate. This is going to be hilarious. So I can't wait for that matchup. I want Ramsey versus... uh, Uno all day long. And, you know, probably they're going to double him. I think Sean McVay is too smart. I think he's going to double Chase. And if he does that, and then, you know, Higgins and Boyd are going to eat. Either way, I'm fine with all of it. But when you look at this game, a lot of people have been asking me, how do you feel about it, Pat? How does it feel? And, of course, it feels amazing. But uh, I want you guys, before you place your bets, you probably have already made them. But if you didn't, Here's why I think you should bet the Bengals. The Rams built a super team, and they were supposed to be here. There is no pressure on the Bengals. All the pressure is on the Rams. If the Rams lose at home, the media is going to dissect them, attack them. All those players know that. The Rams haven't had to deal with the adversity that the Bengals have had to deal with all year, and I think that that is going to be the difference. The Rams, I bet you anything I have, are going to come out in the Super Bowl one at a time. Oh, Stafford, oh, Aaron Donald, oh, Von Miller, oh, Cooper Cup. We're going to come out as a team because we are a family. The Bengals are a family. The Bengals weren't supposed to be here, but they fought, they scratched, they clawed, and they defied the odds. And I'm telling you right now, if the Rams want to win this game, I will say this one more time. They need an early lead, and they need to keep the foot on the gas because if the game is close, the Bengals are better equipped to win the game, and there's already been so many clutch moments for the Bengals. What's one more? I got the Bengals winning this game 27-24. to 
It should be a fun one. I, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I hope that I'll be all right. But um, I hope my boys pull off the impossible. And I have to say, thank you so much for all the support, everyone that listens. I'm sorry once again that I, I didn't jump on here and do a podcast right away. I'm really trying to crush the singing thing, and I'm trying not to talk. That's the best thing to uh, heal up my voice. So if the Bengals win, expect big things from me. I expect, uh, I don't know, a giveaway or, or something crazy because it will be wild and I will lose my mind. So to end this, once again, I say thank you so much. Go to at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast on Instagram. I have a lot of hilarious content. Go check out the highlight reels of the Bengals. You can watch the season from start to finish. Thank you so much for listening. Love y'all. Go Bengals.